The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels, and Nate Newton. It is Wednesday. You know what that means, right, guys? Mm. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. <laughs> That's all I got from Nate. <laughs> Nate was just like, let me tell you something. Ah, the voices you're hearing behind me. Well, this is Kurt Daniels. We are hanging with the boys to some degree. I'm sitting here in the big boy chair because we're doing another mix and match day. We've got Isaiah Stanback yes, on sir. one side. Glad to have you on board, sir. Thank you, sir. And, uh, and Nick Eatman also. Nick at night. Nick at night. How are you guys doing today? Good man. Yeah. Good. Woke yeah. up. That was a good start. Yeah, that always helps, right? That's a great start. Yeah. Is that is that the motto? That's it. If you wake up, it's a good start. <laughs> you're off to a you're off to a good day. Okay. After that, it's all on you, Nick. That's true. I mean, I cannot argue with that. <laughs> exactly. right there. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, the bar. I mean, and also the bar couldn't be lower. I mean, like that's awesome. You wake <laughs> you up. Want to go up uh, from there? Yeah. I mean. Okay. Got hit by a car, but I mean, you know, I woke up. (laughs) (laughs) Flipped over a couple times. Nice. Well, how did you guys feel when you woke up? Because uh, Isaiah, as you said before we started the show, a lot happened yesterday. Just didn't really happen much around here. Yeah, a lot happened when there was not one star that showed up on on doggone news. Nothing about the Dallas Cowboys showed up in the news Mm. in that regard. I know there was some news in terms of Dallas, uh, the team yesterday. But um, in terms of signing anybody off or getting any trades, there was no action. And I can't say that I'm surprised. I can say that I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply, be, and I think to be disappointed it means that you have to have a, some level of expectation that's not met. And you know, so I guess I have slight disappointment yeah. because because I didn't expect them to do anything, but I wanted them to really do something. I really yeah. wanted them to, to to pull a move that was going to put them over the edge and really give them that advantage and that extra push to go down the go down the stretch like so many other teams seemingly are right now. And I think this one this year feels more. It feels more like teams are really going after it after seeing what L.A. did last year. I think teams are now more willing to give up picks. Teams are more willing to sacrifice what's so-called their future to go after the bag, right? Because that's ultimately what you're playing for. Planning for the future that never comes is not a strategy, in my my opinion. And I think L.A. showed that, and I think other teams now are really jumping on that bandwagon. But – you know, to that point, I know one of the positions we were talking about was offensive line yesterday, and that didn't happen. None of it, none of it happened. Mm-hmm. But receiver as well. So for them not to go out there and get a receiver, I think that also gave Dallas fans a boast of confidence in terms of where James Washington must be in terms of his health. Yeah, and that, and also how they how they view certain players. I mean, there's some reports that you know, they were close to making a couple trades here and there, or at least one in particular uh, with Houston. But you know, I think at the end of the day, money money played a factor. And also kind of what I talked about before about what are you looking to do for your whole room if you do this with CD and and, and, and Gallup and, yeah. of course, Washington and all that. And so I don't think there was anyone out there that they thought they needed to come in and kind of – it would be one thing to fit in, but I think for what it was going to take for some of these other moves – it was going to have to maybe flip it upside down. And I don't think they were think ready so? to do that. I think so, yeah. Flip it upside down in, as far as – the the chemistry in the room. Yeah, I mean, you're, you'd be paying a guy, 
you'd be paying the guy per year as much as you're paying all of them combined. Mm. And, and, and the production wouldn't have matched. Then you look at other moves that were made, like you know the Bears got uh, Claypool from um, the Steelers. I mean, you could look at that and go, hey, why couldn't we have done that? Yeah. But you know, would you have wanted that, a no. second-round pick? I mean, no, not for Claypool. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, but would you have maybe for some other the deal they were talking and here and there? I I don't think you're looking. I think he's looking at a first round pick. Really? I mean, I think the price was high. The price price was high, Um, and the money was high. And think about it like that. Money can always be worked around. Right? It it couldn't have been worked before three o'clock. Apparently, yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) But also, you're looking at it too, like what this does for your cap. You've got two defensive players that are going to break the bank. Right. And when you pay your first round pick, that's what's the beauty of a first round pick is that they don't make a lot of money right off the bat. But if they would have made a move like like you know what's been talked about yesterday with Houston, you are paying next year's first round pick a lot of money, which you kind of count on having that player you know at this this level right here. That's what happened with with Cooper when they traded for Amari Cooper. The next year and the year after, I mean, your first round pick is getting a lot of money, and they, that's what makes your cap go upside down. So, See, I, you brought the name up, so I'm going to bring him up now. But I think I think. What happened with Amari Cooper back in the spring overshadowed kind of mm. what is happening. It's making everything now worse, I think. It, that, yeah. that deal just looks worse and worse and worse the, the yeah. further we get down. And so I think the fact that Cowboys fans are now seeing, you know, not only did you bring somebody in, but you let, you know, yeah. a second-round pick for Claypool and you got a fifth for Cooper, mm-hmm. a, a top-ten receiver. I mean, it just – overall – but, it just doesn't look what good. But the I mean, the reason why that that happened is because of the contract. That I, I don't buy. It. But that's no. But that's the reason why there's a difference in in the fifth and the second rounder. That's that's why his value wasn't higher because they're having to absorb this huge contract that the Cowboys paid for, hmm. and that's why the Brown. That's why the money. It's not like they were just saying, oh well, all these other receivers are better it, when you. When you do a trade like that, it's the money that you're having to absorb. That's why they didn't get a whole lot of value for him. But I agree with you all. It was not a good move. I never wanted to trade Amari Cooper if I was yeah. the Cowboys. Never. I didn't like it. Yeah, and that's – I mean, it's a dead horse that I shouldn't be even bringing up to beat on. But I, I think it just – fans see that then, and then they see what happened sure. or didn't happen yesterday, and it just kind of piles on. And then they on. see how, how well he's still playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's playing on. well with – and with who's Brissett? I mean, yeah, I mean, you would like to think he could have been better. I think it makes the other guys better. He's such a good route runner. I yeah. mean, he's yeah, he's a dude. Now he, you you mentioned um, kind of the chemistry aspect, and, and you, if I heard you right, you were sort sort of limiting that to the, the receivers, and yeah, you'd be paying one guy maybe as much as you all the other guys. Yeah. But how do the other guys look at that in the room? I mean, are you, is your defensive guy sitting there going? God, why? Why this yeah. offense needs a? You know, why didn't we do jolt. something here? Is it? Is it? Yeah. Are, are players looking at that as, as? I think they look at it and understand the <clears throat> the dichotomy of the of the team in terms of where is the weight being placed. You understand now as a defender if you didn't already you already knew as a defensive player on the Dallas Cowboys that you were bearing the weight of this team right now. Mm-hmm. You had the hope that they were going to start figuring it out. You also had the hope, based upon your depth chart issues right now at certain positions, that they would have tried to help themselves out, right? Because right now everything's hope. 
We hope that our offense starts getting back to where they were last year. We hope that some of these receivers get healthy. Right? We hope that everybody that Gallup gets back to being what he was last year. Like it's, it's a lot of hope. You hope Tyron Smith is Tyron. You Smith. hope Tyron. Yep. Yeah. You, so it's, it's like, hope is not a strategy. Right. Hope is not a strategy. So I think as a defender on this team, you're like, all right, it's on us. Yeah. It's on us. You know, we have to start finding ways to create turnovers like we did last year. We have to start figuring that out because right now, for, aside from last week, our, our team has not put up a lot of points. And you yeah. can't put a lot of weight on last week. I mean, they're a professional football team, but it's the Bears. Yeah. You know, and but I mean, they were number one and, you know, top, top three in the league in pass defense. So that was the accomplishment in terms of what you did there. But overall, you, you right, you chop it up as this is the Bears, right? Yeah. And do yeah. we have, and you have no choice but to start making comparisons to some of the teams that you're going to face. That you have already faced, you talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, you see what they're going to do offensively. You know they're going to be a problem. I don't care how great your defense is, they're going to still get some points. Right. Yeah. It just is what it is. And you want to be prepared on the opposite side of the ball to be able to make up yeah. for that for that gap. I, I think hope is a strategy. Really? I really do. A good one? I think that's that's the way we live our life, honestly. <laughs> I think I'm, we do. I look at it that way. I, 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 you do have to hope, especially when in a contract situations like this with money involved. You hope that these things fall into place, and 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 because that's again that that's how we live, you know. When you're driving down the street on a four way stop, I mean, you're hoping this guy and this guy stop and hit the stop sign. You know, you're hoping that the plane lands when you. Do. I mean, that's what you hope for. I mean, that's the strategy. That's how you live, and you hope that Tyron Smith. I paid this money. Hope he comes back. I hope James Washington yeah. is what he is because we've already invested into it. Right. Um, and and you don't want to just. I get it. I get it from that standpoint. I guess the when you when you are in a position to control. The the outcome, yeah. Right when you're in a position to control one element of the, yeah. of this of this equation, you would like to think that your yeah. that your organization would do so, especially coming off of last year. They have history to look at, right? You yeah. have history now. If you, if you didn't have anything to look at and you had no no you know perspective, then that's one thing, right? But you literally just look back six months, yeah. You yeah. know, look, look back, see what, what happened. Right. What happened? You had an amazing team. Your team was healthy. You couldn't have dreamed to be healthier than you were going into the playoffs. You couldn't have dreamed to have you know your offense playing better. Like everything was going the way that you ever write it up, and it still wasn't enough. Right. So yeah. understanding that and understanding that you're not even where you were last year as a team, you you would have liked to see some moves made. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think though that if this would have happened like a, a, a couple of days later, I think maybe. T- Cowboy fans would have said, "All right, well, they did something. I mean, they, they did go get Hankins, and I mm-hmm. think I don't think that's a bad move because, no. like you said, you going back to the 49er game, they got their ass beat in that game. They got beat up at the line of scrimmage. Yep. I don't think it's just one guy, but I don't think they're going to be moving him around. I think, and, and, and they drafted that way too. They drafted bigger guys, mm-hmm. tougher guys. They they tried to go for mm-hmm. size that way. I don't know about the offensive side of the ball. They're not really bullying people around on offense yet, yeah. but they." They try, you know, with Peters, and you know, we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. But I'm just saying, I think they have tried to say, all right, we got to be a physical football team. That's why we got bounced in the first round last year, mm-hmm. and I think they've made an effort to. to, to you get think there. they're more physical now? I do. I think that they're they're more physical. Their offensive line, though. I mean, I think it's it's. I mean, they drafted Tyler Smith. I mean, he wasn't ready to be like a polished tackle guard, but he he's he's a big. Big man strength is what yeah. he's got, yeah. and he'll develop into that. But I, th- you know, I'm, he's not getting pushed around. He's getting some technique here and there. He has some penalties, but I think as far as strength goes, he's. 
they've added strength with him. So, and I'm not in the front office, obviously, but it, I, it feels as if some of these teams in around the league are piecing together their teams based upon what they may face in their division and what they may face in their conference mm-hmm. going towards the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? And that's how I see like a lot of these organizations now are kind of scheming their team. I'm, okay, all right, we're 49ers for a second. Okay, let's go out there. Let's. How can we just make things impossible for defenses? Oh, let's get him McCaffrey. McCaffrey yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Think about the Philadelphia Eagles. How can we make Dallas one? We know Dallas likes to run a lot of play action. How can we just take away their running game? Well, let's just load up the front end of the big boys. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And then guess what? That's not enough. Let's go out there and get a get a defensive end out there that can go chase after. Da- mm-hmm. Teams are literally piecing together teams to handle. The organizations that handle the the franchise that they know that they have problems with mm-hmm. and that they need to take down, and I feel like everybody is starting to do that. But Dallas, yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like Dallas has put together now defensively. Dan Quinn is a, is a genius, and in terms of pass rushing, you force any team to throw the ball, then you yeah. you're in a great situation. But in terms of what we do, what teams do in the NFC East, they run the ball, and I don't think that they have done enough there. To, over, to overthrow that. And if you know that you can't stop teams running the ball, then you better on the other side of the ball be able to score yeah. to keep up, to give your defense a chance. And I don't think that they've addressed it in that in that regard. Yeah, with the last two playoff losses, the, they got ran over, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ran right over, and then we saw that in the Eagles game. When there was time, it was go time in the fourth quarter. They went, ran it seven straight. straight. <laughs> 11 just, straight. Just crazy. And so, yeah, I guess – not I just I keep going back to the cuz I do think they've gotten more physical mm-hmm. and that, the Hankins move was definitely huge good, but I don't know I just I think the Hankins move was directly because of that Eagles loss mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. know and it was did you see the splits on on the average yards given up rushing with him in, in and no. out. yeah it was it was like 2 yards difference right? I was and I was, was tweeting this out like I mean he was active for the game mm-hmm. he hadn't played yet in that first drive when when the Bears were scoring and they got third and goal from the four or whatever, yeah. third and two from the four, and they ran Montgomery up the middle for two. And I'm thinking, why is he not in the game? Yeah. I mean, like, if yeah. you traded for him, you've made he's him active, <laughs> he's got to be ready to play. Why is he not here? I mean, yeah. Odigizu is getting moved over here. and I mean, <laughs> Did he play more than you thought he was going to play? Um, I think he yeah, finished with like 30 snaps something or something like that. Like that. He yeah. did. I did. He didn't play early as much as I wanted him <laughs> to play. Like get him. I mean, didn't play the snaps you wanted. Well, I mean, <laughs> first quarter or second. I think it was second quarter. Yeah. It was why like give, why give why give them yeah. a chance? I mean, that's like this is this is a tailor made play for him. I mean, yeah. it's third and goal from the two, and they ran the ball right up the middle. Yeah. You know. So, anyways, he he played and he'll he'll get accustomed to it. I don't know what all the you know reasons for. Different packages that they have, but I do think that he, he he's a guy that will help them in the middle, especially help them on those RPO read options. Yeah, but again, as far as as guys, you went through a few of these trade deadline days. Guys in the room, it wasn't. It, it's you know you don't feel there's any remorse or what happened or we should have done this or that. I just think that I think I don't know, man. I don't, I, I don't. We don't know what happened in the front office. We don't, right? I mean, you know, you probably have more insight than anybody in terms mm-hmm. of some of the things that happened. But you know, obviously they cut Tristan Hill. I would imagine that you would have tried to. They did try to trade him. I'm I mean, sure they tried to trade him and they couldn't. Right? They couldn't. That's how it works. So yeah. I mean, but I don't know, man. I just as a defensive player right now, I'm like, we need points, man. Yeah. You know, we understand that we're beasts, we're dogs on this side of the ball. But crap, there's gonna be our, there's gonna be those days. Yeah. There are going to be those days, and when those days are happening, we much rather have a lights out offense that 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 just lights up the scoreboard. And, and you have, and you you know that you're capable. That's the thing. A year ago, you were literally the best team at that. <laughs> they might have, 
that game against the Bears might have hurt the might have hurt themselves. You know, like wait a second, do we really need to be? I mean, we just scored 40, yeah, yeah. 42 on offense, forty nine <laughs> points. Yeah. The Bears, you know, the Bears won't be making the playoffs. You know, the, yeah. like the, there's going to be better yeah. teams. Than they the still Bears. put up some good points too. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. crap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I really believe that games take a life of their own. I, I think sometimes, yeah. you know, like that that Lions game, you know, mm-hmm. when it was ten to six in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I think if the Cowboys had scored twenty more points, I think the Lions score. I, I just think yeah. sometimes your sense sure. of urgency changes yep. a little bit. Uh, it's rare to get these forty nine to nothing. I mean, yeah. when one team is scoring, the other team scores, and it's just kind of the way the game goes. For sure. a little yeah. game of pong. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's take our first break. Uh, maybe we'll move on to some other things. Maybe we'll take some calls. You want to give us a yeah, ring at 888-855-2297, Some other questions. You mentioned Tyron Smith. I might have a question for you. We've been talking defense. Might run through that a little bit more. So give us a call, and we'll be right back on Hanging with the Boys. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Limited tickets for the remaining home games of the 2022 Dallas Cowboys season at AT&T Stadium are available now. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash tickets or SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. You know, when I left the press box, though, yesterday, everybody said, 
you know, to the people that work up there, the the attendants. We'll see you Thanksgiving. I was like, wow. wasn't even November yet. Yeah. But that was it. That was the yeah. last game at home until Thanksgiving when the Giants come. Yeah, we to have town. what one get, technically one game in th- in November. One game. It's, yeah. It's strange to think. By week, two road games at the Giants. Never thought that was going to be such a huge game. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be for big. Thanksgiving. What, what a what a good call by the NFL uh, yeah. to put that one there. They hadn't yeah. played them in I think it was thirty years. They didn't play the Giants really? on Thanksgiving since '92. Oh wow! You know what happened in '92? <laughs> Tell us. Break oh, it down. Well, well, week one they played the Redskins, <laughs> and that's what they were called then. So I can call them that. They beat them twenty-three to ten. Then this, week two, no, I'm just kidding. They won the Super Bowl that year. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, quick question I wanted to bring up for you. I don't know if we need to get too much into. It. I feel like this is a subject for maybe later down the road. But since you brought up Tyron Smith, mm-hmm. at first we were here and we'd, he'd be lucky if he'd be back by the end of the season. Now we're hearing it could be three or four weeks and coming off our recent DAC experience where he was going to be back in a couple of weeks. Is this just all smoke or is, he, is this really going to – should we believe anything that's being said? Yeah. Yeah, I think he looks pretty good. <laughs> I've seen him a couple times. Yeah, I think he – I saw him about three weeks ago. Just doing a little movement, and I thought, in a month, like that's going to look a lot better. And then in six to eight weeks, that's I mean, that's going to look like playing football, you know. And so, I think you look, t- you look skeptical over there. I haven't seen him. I seen I seen him in passing, but I haven't seen him actually doing like football yeah. movements. But I don't doubt it. I mean, he's not a he's not a human. So I mean, some guys are born, some guys are created. He's in the created category. So, and it, and I think I think it it helps him to see a young gun actually doing a, a relatively good job yeah. in his position. I, he wants a spot back. These are competitors yeah. now, you know. Like these yeah. these are, these aren't guys who just don't care and like oh I'm, I'm getting a check. Like, there's a, there's a handful of individuals that are just built differently mentally and physically, and it's like that competitor in him. Right, forget the veteran. Like I want my spot back. Yeah, yeah. And that's your motive. That's now my motivation as I'm training, as I'm doing myself with Britt in the rehabilitation, as I'm in the weight room. You know, with Harold Nash, I'm lifting weights with that on my mind. I'm getting back, and then yeah, I'm thinking about the opponents too. But I want my spot back. Yeah, that's a good point. And and another thing that I like about this is that there's no secret he's got issues with the neck, the back, the elbow, the shoulder. You know, it's yeah, all connected yeah. together right. and all that stuff. And and it didn't take long. It doesn't take long in the season for one of those things to flare up on him and stuff like that, and he just kind of needs the rest. What I do like about what we've seen here is that he's he's you know going through this knee hamstring, whatever it is. It's both of those, you know, the back of his yeah, hamstring yeah. and knee area. But he's not getting that wear and tear on that shoulder and all that. So so when he is back and ready to go, as healthy as he, he can should be. be as healthy as he could be. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? Because even when he would say that going into training camp, and then you got training camp and you got a couple of things here and you got you got these you're going up against these young defensive ends that yeah. want to prove themselves. And so, you know, he's getting hit and all that. Now it could take a game, two, three games, whatever. But I do think he will be as fresh, his whole yeah. body. Yeah. And yeah. and like you said, hungry. Yeah. I mean it, I, there are some players that'll fool you. I think Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard is one in, in the Clippers that you look at his personality and you think he doesn't have. And Mark Cooper was kind of that way too. You think, well, they don't have that fire. You know, not everyone's Ray Lewis coming out of the tunnel doing yeah. his dance. Not everyone does that. Not everyone's Michael Irvin. People can play with fire and intensity and not have all that. And I 
definitely Tyron Smith has been that yeah, way for sure. Okay, well, there's actually I'd have more questions for you, but Chris is demanding that we go to the phone. So, oh. Chris, who you got? I don't demand anything. <laughs> but if you want to talk to G in Jersey, he's on the phone. Oh, our man, go. G in Jersey. How you doing, sir? What's up, fellas? Kurt, I missed you last week, man. I, I know. I got a chance to see everybody, man, but I definitely missed you, man. I left you a little shirt there. Isaiah left you a shirt as well, man. Okay. Um, I hope you guys can enjoy that. Yeah, it's, it's hanging around here somewhere, man. I'm just, I'm sure somebody has it, man. But listen, guys, I know Cowboy Nation is kind of panicking and upset about the front office not pulling the trigger on the trade yesterday. But I just want to say something, man. Before the season started, the offensive line was in, was a mess, right? And everybody said, you know, we're, we're going to have a bad year because the offensive line it, it isn't put together once we lost Tyron. Where are we now, guys? Right? I think this offensive line, we have to give them more credit than what we have. I think they're probably amongst, you know, they're, they're one of the better groups around the league, right? Amari Cooper got traded, right? Everybody's upset. But we're 6-2 and two without Amari Cooper, right? We got Dak Prescott back after five weeks of not having him, right? And, and we went 4-1 and one during that stretch, okay? And we've won two games with Dak back at the helm, all right, to put us at 6-2. and two. This thing is not as bad as people make it out to be. I just want to give the Jones a little bit of credit for not making a trade in the offseason for that offensive line. Then once Tyron got hurt and right now, because they're showing that, listen, we know what we have in-house, and we're going we're gonna to trust the coaching staff to get this thing together. And I'm looking forward to the second half, man, because this team has still not played at 100%. Every week we've missed the starter. Right, and I just want to see this thing at 100%. I'll right. let you guys go. Thank All you. Right. Thank you, G. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, that's true. We're six and two, we've done it with guys missing, but I think last year, here we are again, six and two. And are we ready to take that next step? Without, I, oh, I, 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 I have to be, I'm no matter what I say, I'm considered a hater for whatever reason. <laughs> but I, I, I just speak the truth. The, the reality is, beginning of this season, okay, and obviously, once the season starts, things rankings change. I think Dallas had the second easiest strength of schedule in the league. That's at the start of the year. I think. At the start now, of the year, now, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, once yeah. the games start, things change. Yeah. Okay, um, you having a really good coach in Philbin, who unfortunately, but fortunately, has had a lot of practice at shuffling around offensive linemen and getting a lot of guys prepared. And then you go out there and you did make it. You did make a signing. Okay, you went out there and you got a Peters. Right, you didn't feel like you needed to go do anything drastic in the offseason because you knew there was a handful of options out there. Worst case scenario that you can always bring in. Boom, perfect. So that was your counter to Tyron Smith going out. Okay, you 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 had you had a you had a couple backup plans. Okay, you you drafted Matt. Well, let's go. And unfortunately, he was not able to go. Well, let's go. Couldn't go because he popped his shoulder mm-hmm. out. Okay, so that was one of your backup plans. Your other backup plan was bringing in uh, bringing in Peters, right, and having Peters in there. Okay, that's that's there. That's in place. But you, then you also had the rookie that you didn't plan on playing out there. So you had a you had three backup plans. For him going out. Okay, boom. So that's been addressed. Okay, good job. All right, front office. Now you look at Cooper Rush coming in and simply just steadying the boat. Cooper, I don't think anybody's sitting up here saying Cooper Rush just played amazing. You just asked him not to mess up. Right. Just don't mess up. And luckily you had a defense that was lights out because your offense wasn't doing anything at that time either. Okay, Dak comes back. Dak's first game this year, he didn't do anything. Okay, the offense scored three points. His second game this year, yeah. All right, got lucky from a couple of interceptions not really getting taken that were thrown up there. And then last week he started looking like himself because he had a running game. Okay, so things are getting figured out. 
when I speak, I speak in comparison to the best in the league. I don't talk about the people that are necessarily on your schedule. I don't talk about all that. Like, I address it week by week, but I think about when are the games going to matter. Nobody cares. You can go under. You think New England cares that they went undefeated that whole year and didn't win the Super Bowl? <laughs> Nobody freaking cares if you don't walk away with a ring. It's the same result. You feel the same. You walk to your locker, you get a black garbage bag, you throw everything in your doggone garbage bag, you throw it over your shoulder, and you walk out saying anything but ho, 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 because it's not <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, that was not the Christmas that you wanted. So, when I look at when I when I speak to it, I speak to it from the perspective of I've been in a position where you go home early. I've been in a position where you go home late in the playoffs. And I've been in a position where when you walk away with a ring, there's only one that matters. Yeah. And that's the comparison. So everybody that keeps comparing to, oh, you were six and two, we're this. That's cool. That's cool. But what happened last year? Right. What happened last year? You went up against uh, some goons that walked out your stadium and walking out so, the locker room with their with the with speaker box. And that, those are the teams that you're going to have to face. And all those teams are loading up. All of them. Yeah. So, but did the, I mean, did the Cowboys not load up? Like, like they, they've they been doing some of this beforehand. They didn't do it at a trade deadline. They did some of this beforehand. Um, and it's all about pushing the right buttons. I mean, like, what if they would have gone in panic and got a quarterback? There's no quarterback out there, I don't think, that would have gone 4-1. Nope. I don't yeah. think there was a quarterback out there that would have done Agreed. that. I mean, that was a good move there. So I think I agree with the caller. The caller, you know, we talked about bringing energy. Sometimes some people do. So the caller brought energy. He did. Jeez he definitely, Yeah, he definitely does. And and I agree with the fact of, of giving some coaches and, and the staff credit for some pushing mm-hmm. the buttons. Um and you know, I just I did this last year where this I don't do the whole what about the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I I don't Isaiah, and, and that's fine if you do, but I don't because I've <laughs> you've been here so long, you're I've, jaded. <laughs> I've just been through a lot of five and elevens, and so and, and some eight and eights and all that. Where I literally enjoy the ride. That's just what I do, and I'm on my show, and I and and they they make fun of me for that because I. I enjoy the ride. Yeah. I'm not. I get the point. You've got to think like that and think two, three what? shots ahead. Wasn't last year a gut punch though? Yeah. Oh. But let's do it again. I drank the Kool Aid last year. I was all in. But we're it, going. It, it, it's going to be a gut punch for anybody. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be a gut punch. But and that's why I don't build it up. I mean, it is what it is. Let's go. Let's see what happens. I mean, bye week, then see what happens. And yes, I think that you've got to get ready and you've got to be physical. I mean, Jerry's already thinking that way. He was asked on the fan the other day about, are you okay playing this style of football and, you know, short, you know, these low scoring games and uh, no room for error? And he said, that's the way the playoffs are. So we're getting ourselves kind of ready for that. That's that's the way they think things are going to be. We'll see. I mean, right. you know, I mean, because San Francisco, they beat the Cowboys. They go to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers having this great year. MVP. I mean, he scored a point. I mean, he scored a touchdown, you know, in the snow. <laughs> you just never know how those games are going to go. And, and, and you know, you've got to get in. you got to get in first. But I think they are built for it. I really do. I think they're, they're built for a game like that. All right. I can't, I can't tell if Nate's positive or Jaded and negative here. I'm not sure. Well, I don't know where Nate is. Oh, <laughs> did I say Nate? I'm yeah, sorry. Nate's you did say around. Nate. If Nate's around. Oh my God, let's go to break. Nate's positive here, right. and negative. He's both. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> He's negative. Right. We'll try. I'll try to regroup when we get back. We'll be right back. Oh, okay. with the boys. <laughs> oh, Kurt. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? 
Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo quiero, yo quiero guacamole. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back to hanging with the boys. Wingstop. Where flavor gets its wings. This show is presented, the whole show. The whole show yeah. is presented by Wingstop. What's your favorite Wingstop flavor? Uh, yeah, like one pretty original, pretty much. I stick pretty basic. Shocker. Yeah, lot of lot of flavor A lot of flavor. I'm vegetarian, but when I did eat, I was I was a teriyaki guy. Yeah, mm. I like the yaki. You. Uh, like garlic, parmesan, mm, lemon, okay. pepper, something mm, like that. A little bit of everything. Huh? That's, that's, that's me the, right there. Yeah. Yeah. You got to brush your tongue after that one. <laughs> We're <Yeah>. also <laughs> sponsored by blockchain.com. We need to throw them out there as Absolutely. well. Which favorite blockchain? We've been talking. We need somebody to come in here and explain that. Yeah, to we're waiting us, on the Fed report yeah. to come out today. That's what I'm waiting for. Oof, man. All right. Hey, Chris, let's knock out some more calls. All right. Here we got go. Joe in Albany. Hello, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good afternoon. Happy November. Hope yes, you sir. all are doing well. Um, Isaiah, I am also a vegetarian, so, hey. you know, solidarity there. There we go. 
my question today is, who is the biggest hater, Jesse or Isaiah? No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. That's not my question. Um, I actually got two questions. So in the past, it seems that this team has always come out very flat after the bye week. I know this is a new coaching staff, new regime, but have you seen anything to make you believe that that won't be the case this year? And then for, for Isaiah, you know, what did you as a player do to try to keep yourself sharp during the bye week? That's uh-huh. question one. Question number two is just um, if you had to give the team a midpoint grade here after the bye, what would it be? Thanks, All right. Guys. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Where do you want to begin with all that? How you... I'm going to start with the latter. Um, I would give the team a B plus at this point in time. I think the defense is playing lights out. I think that they are, they've taken steps to help their run, the rushing defense, which is the only place they have issues mm-hmm. right now. Um, offensively, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. Last week was, was good. It was a good start, mm-hmm. but I'm still not convinced. I still think there's a lot of errant throws. I still think there's a lot of – um, drop balls, things of that nature, um, and the rushing attack isn't as consistent as it needs to be, I don't think, yet. Yeah. Um, so I give it a B-plus just because I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful where they can be, and I know where they can, what they can do off of last year alone. You know, Aside from a handful of guys that we already addressed yesterday not being here, we know what this offense is capable of, and I think it's changing. I think that tight end room started to take on a lot more responsibility because the receivers aren't putting out as yeah. much as they were. So uh, B-plus for me there. Um, in terms of what I did in the bye week, uh, the bye week is different. I was actually just sitting down having lunch with, with, with Barry Church, and we were talking about how our bye week was, was Thursday through Sunday. Oh really? Yeah, we had four days off, uh-huh. and we chilled. I I didn't. Some guys left the left town. Some guys left the country. I chilled. I just posted up at the house and tried to sleep. <laughs> and I bowled and played played Call of Duty and everything else. Um, as, now, as banged up as guys get, does that week really make a difference? It depends on your organization. Yeah. I think now these guys get so much time off. Now, I think now these guys are getting like you know six days off, five six days off. Who's the caller? What's his name? Joe. Joe. Respectfully. <laughs> Get your facts straight. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Get your facts straight. Seriously, respectfully. Mm-hmm. Because that isn't the case. They've won five. Out of, uh, coming off of bye week, they've won five out of six. Mm-hmm. Coming off, And not only that, the year that they didn't win was uh, that game was 2018 coming uh, against uh, Tennessee with Amari Cooper there. But then they only, they only won five in a row after that. So they won five <laughs> out of six coming out of the bye. In mm. 20, I'm looking at 2016, they won five in a row after the bye. That bye didn't mess them up at all. 2017, coming out of a bye, they won three in a row. 2018, like I said, they won like five out of six with that Amari Cooper uh, after the Amari Cooper trade. And for some reason now – I'm failing me here. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah. 2019, like right. 2019. I think they won three in a row, but they, they won mm, yeah. all of those games. So they they have come. They've won their game coming out of the bye five out of six times, and I think most of these it's been multiple wins. So they've used the bye. Now it's different coaching staffs, but still McCarthy, right. Garrett, whatever it is, what they're doing here in the bye week is, has has worked. So awesome. just just letting you know. Keep it rolling. Respectfully. Respectfully. And, and the last three wins have been on the road. Have been have been right. uh two two in Minnesota back to back. They went to Minnesota back to back seasons on the bye. This week this year it'll be Green Bay, then Minnesota. Okay. You know they've beaten the Vikings on the road four straight times. That's hard I, to believe. I mean, yeah. It's a tough place to play, yeah. but for yes, some reason 
they have they've had some success there. Yeah, it's going to be tough this year. Yeah, it will. Another call there, Chris? I do. I have our boy Anthony in Miami. Anthony in Miami. How you doing, sir? My dude, Kirk, what's up? Doing good, doing good. What's on My your mind? My guy, Isaiah. What's up, And man? Mr. Nick. What's up, Mr. Bud? Nick, I like you, Nick. I follow you. I like you. Ah, thank you. I'm going to give it, it to y'all like this. Kirk, when I called y'all Friday, what did I tell you? you, you We're going to beat the oh, horse yeah. off them. You predicted like 44 to 3 and or something like that. You think, and Dak is going to do his thing because he was out with my guy. <laughs> now I got something since um, I can't give it to Nate and Jeff. I'm going to get it to Isaiah and Nick. Picture this, y'all. Forget a trade deadline. Forget the trades. How about getting two free agents? Like, say, in about three weeks, four weeks, we check on OBJ. We don't have to pay him that much. And if he's good, let's get him on the receiver side. And how about let's get another stud to go along with Big Hank? Let's get that boy in Dominican. How about that? Mm. I'm just going to throw that at y'all. Y'all <laughs> All right. that. Thank hey. you, Anthony. Right. You have a good one, man. All right. Hey, and I'm on the I'm on the sub train with you. I think that he's a guy that you definitely so. can bring. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Wow. That's I'm a big proponent of him. You bring him in there and the nastiness that he has, you add that to the defensive line. I'm a big fan of that. So yay to that one. OBJ, I'm not a fan of that one for this organization and for this receiver room. Simply because of the standpoint, if you know his personality, there's nothing wrong with him and his personality, but it fits in certain systems. And you need somebody to manage those personalities. And I don't think that adding him to a uh I mean I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. From what I could perceive, a leadership-less room right now, I don't think that's a good situation to put him into um, in a, and, and try to have a positive effect on C.D. Lamb. I don't think that's what you want right now. Yeah, Just compare it to, if you can, the Rams from last year. Um, did they have the leadership? Was it, was Cup. it Cup? He's a Cup. leader? I, I, would, I would perceive Cup as a leader. I, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know I mean, that. I don't yeah, – Whitworth – um, I thought was you know a pretty good leader. I, I would have compared him to Zach Martin, but I know you're talking about receiver room. Mm-hmm. Robert Woods was there, right?